Hi, Car. Hi, Ken. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Well, we're recording at my house today. Um, Car here. So we've replaced uh, Jerry with Randy, Mm -hmm. who so far is not interested in participating. Not Uh, yet. There's a spot. He has a little bed next to our TV under a chair because he really likes to sit underneath things. And uh, he has figured out how to get from behind his bed past our speaker and hide behind the TV amidst all of the wires um, like a rat. (laughs) It is very (laughs) rat-like. He even does like a little digging to get there. Uh, Which is where he is right now. So don't chew through the wires, Randy. Or else. Yeah, not today. Also, I feel like it's kind of a bad omen now. The, it's like we're at your house. We only come here when something has happened. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about that. We would be sitting on the porch right now, but the air quality is dangerous. Um, Very smoky here in Seattle because if, of all the yeah, wildfires if, going on, on all around us. From B.C. and California. The, the skyline. And Oregon and eastern Washington. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. The skyline is um, totally obscured by smoke. And uh, if you have been reading the news, you probably know. But yesterday, our air quality was like officially worse than Beijing. For the second time in a week. Yeah. And uh, we've all been advised not to go outdoors, um, which I still see people jogging. Yeah. Which I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. What are you taking a picture of? The way the shadow is on that suitcase. suitcase. Oh, that's so pretty. Yeah, I have a lot of plants in my living room, and the sun casts shadows through them at different times of day. It's really vibey. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have, like, this crazy, smoky, filtered light, so everything's got, like, this beautiful golden hue at all times mm-hmm. of day. I guess if you have to be... Breathing in hazardous smoke. There's the benefit of yeah. that. Did you look at the sun today? Yeah, wild. It's like tiger's blood. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. It feels a little bit like the end times. Um, so so there's that. There's that. I guess if you live in the area and you have outside dogs and cats, please bring them inside. Mm-hmm. We that. haven't let Peg out in two days and she's pissed. Yeah, well... But I don't you want know. her ingesting all that smoky air. Mm-mm. That is the hard part of being a parent is sometimes you, <laughs> you know what's best. And uh, and they just can't understand. No. Nope. Especially when it's an animal. When it's a cat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't reason with a cat. Um, no. So, yeah, we're here. We're here at my house because because uh, I, I, I just couldn't really. Well, I could leave. Ken hard. offered to come, and that seemed nice. Yeah, we've had a we've had a rough few days over here. 
Um, we'll just dig right into it. Just I think. go in there. Take the plunge. Uh, my dog Sadie uh, passed away yesterday. She was about 17, um, which is old. Hella old. Hella yeah. old. Um, and I think you've probably heard, I certainly have talked about it several times before, that we've been sort of preparing to say goodbye to her for a few years in uh, I don't know, maybe three years ago, we were like, okay, this is it. We need to be ready. And th- there have been a number of times when her health sort of takes a turn. And we're like, okay, here we go. And then 36 hours later, she is... Mm, Up and at him. Yep, spunkier than before. Um, so it's become very tough to know like how to gauge if if a change in her health is temporary or if it's really the end um she had pretty bad arthritis in her one of her legs and um was mostly blind and mostly deaf uh but was otherwise just old and we had taken her to the vet in December after Reba passed and our vet was like well she has some bad teeth and her kidneys aren't great but at this point you really I think just need to let it run its course Mm -hmm. Um, when someone becomes that old someone why can you call a dog someone or does that imply they're a person I don't know that's know. something to look up for later. Yeah. We'll we, make a note. We had a long conversation about how, how, how do you manage a dog's health when they are that old? And um, pretty much all procedures are, are, like, invasive and can be detrimental to their, like, they, they don't recover from them. Um, and ultimately, we all agreed that as long as she's not in pain, just got to let her be. So, um, we've been doing that, and, uh, you know, over, like, I think maybe a year and a half ago, we have a couple of steps that go from our back door to the yard, and she was having a hard time going up and down the steps, so we built a ramp, um, (laughs) which she... Almost nearly refused to yeah, use. Hated it. Hated it. Um, she's very tough dog. Did not like help. Didn't super ornery. Yeah. Um, eventually, she became accustomed to the ramp. But about six months ago, she had a hard time going up and down the ramp. Um, we've put our our floor was covered in throw rugs and yoga mats and um, those like foam squares that you see in kids' playrooms because she couldn't walk on hard surfaces. Um, And for a long time, those really helped. But then around the same time the ramp became hard, she just had a hard time walking on anything. Um, So we did a lot of carrying her 
and assisting her. Um, her health decline was so gentle or mm-hmm. so gradual yeah. that every time something new would evolve and it was like, okay, well, now you have to carry her down the ramp. It didn't feel, it didn't like register to us as a, a big signal, you know? Things just happened so gradually. Yeah. And it wasn't until Walter passed and we had Carrie's parents here staying with us and Ken, you were at the house and my mom was over here mm-hmm. and everybody was here. Um, and I was taking Sadie outside and I had this moment of like being able to see her through the lens of these other people who don't live with her every day. Right. And that was the first time that I realized like, this isn't, this is kind of, kind of like, this is, it's it's a whole process that's bigger than your ability to see it. Yeah. Because you live it every day, And right? from the outside looking in, I would say, this is not a way to live for for us or her. Right. Um, but as you may know from listening to this podcast, it's been a very tough year in our family in terms of um, our pets. Here's a little, a little quick, a little quick rundown. Um, Sadie got old a number of years ago um we have had walter and sadie together for a long time and when sadie hit i don't know 13 we started to think about how eventually she was going to pass away and we didn't want walter to be alone they were really bonded and we wanted to uh, introduce another animal into the house while sadie was still around so that the transition of her passing would be easier for walter Eventually, we found Reba, um, another Pekingese, who's about eight years old, and um, there were some health issues with Reba that we knew about, all of which we addressed upon adopting her, and um, she was with us for just over a year before she um, became really sick, and we discovered that she had late-stage kidney failure. Um, which she had not shown any symptoms of. Yeah. And uh, we did not have her kidney levels tested when we rescued her because she had been vetted by the rescue group's vet. It Like, that isn't even... When somebody says, we've done a full rundown on the health of this dog, here are the problems, it's very easy to trust that that is the truth. Right. Um, but they did not catch her kidney issues and our vet said she's a very brave girl because apparently she'd been probably struggling for some time but just didn't show any symptoms of it um by the time we caught it we tried a number of things um and ultimately she did not survive um and that was in december um and so then it was just Walter and Sadie again. Um, we really did not expect Sadie to outlive the dog that we got in preparation for her passing, um, but she did. And uh, several months later, we felt like we were maybe ready 
to bring another dog into the house because again, Sadie was incredibly old and we didn't want Walter to be alone. And we found Randy, one-eyed Randy. And uh, Randy came home and was with uh, us for about two months and then Uh, Carrie's parents were here visiting and we had a totally normal day and uh, Walter laid down in his bed and passed away. He was not sick. Nothing was different. Um, He didn't cry or ask for help. He just laid down and went to sleep. Um, That was incredibly unexpected and we were left with Sadie and Randy and I knew at that time that Sadie was approaching 17 um it was kind of incredible that she had been around for so long and the thing that was the most wrong with her was that she was old (laughs) um but I knew that her time with us was not likely going to be long um and as I said a few years ago we started trying to prepare for the fact that she was old and and someday would die. Um, but the specter of losing her in the same year that we have unexpectedly lost two other animals just felt very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we expected her to go first and instead she kept hanging on but I just knew that that wasn't that wasn't going to be something that we could count on uh, happening for several more years Um, so as I said, having people around after Walter's passing really brought, shown a light on exactly the state that Sadie was in and really caused us to question what her quality of life is. Um, Selfishly, I felt fine with holding her up while she eats and carrying her to the yard because it seemed very difficult to make the choice to put her down so soon after Reba and Walter had passed um, to our knowledge she was not in pain and that was the main factor in terms of what kind of choice we had to make. However, we finally started having conversations about um, if she doesn't go on her own, when do we intervene? Um, 
And that was in June. Uh, last week was Carrie and I's third wedding anniversary. And it happened on a Wednesday. We chose to celebrate it on a Saturday because that's way... <laughs> way tighter. Yeah. Um, we were going to a hotel in the... Just uh, on the edge of the city that has a really beautiful pool that sometimes we like to go do a staycation at. It feels like you've gone somewhere, but... South of the town. South of the town. Some people might say. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did it, what did I say that one time? North of the north town? North of the town. Yeah, and we went just south of the town um, <laughs> for one night. Um, Carrie's brother is the only person that we've really been able to ask to take care of the dogs because asking someone to watch Sadie is a pretty unfair request at this juncture. Um, but... He was going to be here with them, and uh, Friday, we got up, and uh, she didn't she didn't eat her food. Friday night, she didn't eat her dinner. Um, Saturday morning, she didn't eat her breakfast. We had a conversation about canceling our overnight. Um... But aside from not eating and being fairly lethargic, um, which it's also been very hot, and she also sleeps like 23 hours a day, so that was not yeah. super uh, out of the ordinary. Um, we decided to go and that we would only be like 15 minutes away if yeah. we needed to come home. And uh, we thought, this might be one of those moments where she has a dip and then by Sunday morning she'll just be back to her old self. Um, but we came home Sunday in the early afternoon and the thing that was different than all of the times before when we thought maybe this is it is that this time we we just knew. Um, she really hated riding in the car. <laughs> she does a thing we call fear poop, <laughs> <laughs> which is that. It stresses her out so badly that at some point she just poops uncontrollably. Yeah. And the last... <laughs> Been there, sister. Yeah. Like a year ago, we tried to take her to the dog park, and she oh. fear pooped, and we could smell it, but we couldn't find it. <laughs> and like 15 minutes into looking for it, we found it in the cup holder. <laughs> she just fear pooped perfectly <laughs> into the cup holder. And that was the last time we took her to the dog park because we're like, <laughs> yeah, like this is not worth it. It's over. You can't explain to her that it's something she'll enjoy doing. No, and um, she won't enjoy no. it. No. Oh, so, um, <laughs> and she also doesn't like going to the vet. It really stresses her out. Um, we really, really wanted her to pass at home. We did not want her last experience to be something that is hard for her. Um, 
Sunday, it really seemed like she was not going to make it through the night. And, uh, there's a very interesting thing about knowing that someone is on their way out, um, and being with them because you, um, keep saying goodbye, but you also keep doing the things you would normally do, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. that night, we both just kept laying with her and telling her it's okay, and then I would, like, get up and watch TV, Hmm. or, like, Carrie would read articles on his phone, things that just, like, really mundane stuff that we normally do. Carrie did the dishes. I freaking... I don't know what I did. There was one thing that I did that I was like, this is absurd. <laughs> I forget what it was. Yeah. Um, I feel like you texted me about it, but. You just, yeah, you kind of keep living your life and, um, and then, you know, you don't want to be not there when she passes, but you also like truly can't lay on the floor until it happens. Um, anyway, we had... We felt like she was not going to make it through the night, but we also made the decision that if she did, we would take her um, to the vet in the morning and help her pass. Um, And Sunday night was an experience that I would really never wish on another person. Um, You know, her body was shutting down. Mm -hmm. And you could see it happening. And she just wouldn't let go. She was so stubborn. At some point in the night, Carrie and I were like practically begging her. But she wouldn't do it. She just kept hanging on. Um, It became clear that at a certain point she really was in pain. And she wouldn't let go. And um, in the morning, we took her to the vet. Um, She hated the car ride. (laughs) I knew she would. And um, we we had to help her move on. Um, And I think that. We spent so long talking about how it was going to happen, and we spent so many years acknowledging that we were... Trying to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in the end, it doesn't help. In the end, it still feels so sad. And... I really... I really am grateful that she lived such a long and good life. That still is a small consolation to my heart at the Mm -hmm. moment. Um, It's really interesting. Having lost the animals in this close of proximity and watching how differently they all pass. Reba was trying to say, it's totally cool, I'm totally fine, I'm totally fine. 
uh, until she couldn't anymore, and Walter didn't want to bother anybody. He didn't want to make a big deal about it. He didn't want us to worry, and Sadie just fucking refused (laughs) to let go. She was the most, like, dutiful and tough dog I've ever known. And she endured a lot in her life, and I think her gratitude for being saved uh, also expressed itself in her Mm -hmm. unwillingness to leave. so sorry thank you Mm. so we had other things that we were going to talk about today and um, obviously we had to do that first I'm sorry that a considerable amount of the content of this podcast has been about the loss of my animals. Um, I don't think you should be sorry. (laughs) I have had a personally pretty difficult time the last year and a half, and the loss of all of these animals is just like an added layer. And um, I know people have really varying relationships with their pets, but yours are strong. Yep. Yeah. And uh still a lot of holes in my heart right now. I'm like just shoving my face. Yeah, night trucking. There it is. I gotta get those glasses fixed too. I'm just such a different person now. Damn. Where am I? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> the Kendrick Cox story mm-hmm. of 2018. Can't figure myself out. Morphed into a completely different person. Got a mullet. oh man yeah it really is looking mullety i can't wait till i get it cut and it looks really mullety yeah i'm gonna have her like pull like cut all this so that really is just like bouncy shag on top long and back Mm. like not even like a send up to the mullet you're just gonna go full i'm going because i hate this and this needs to be gone. Mm. I need it to be... Need this to just be back here. I just need a mullet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to describe what you are wanting. And all I can think is business in the front party. In the yeah, that's fine. I don't care. You just... Paint me with all the stereotypes it, you want. Is it like there's too much long hair yeah, by your right ears? here. It needs to be gone. Mm-hmm. Like almost like you just want it. Yeah. Like a like a very large rat tail almost. Mhm. Like a duck bill. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, it's and this great. has you know grown out now. Mm-hmm. So like this is not, this is not good. It needs to be changed. I have a haircut next week. Thank God. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so we're back. Uh, we're back. We had to take a little break, um, as you can imagine. Um, and uh, we wanted to. We we mentioned last week. Aww. Oh, Kendra's eating jelly beans and <laughs> dropping them all over. <laughs> Pick up that bean. It's a good one too. Juicy pear. Juicy pear. Oh God! One of the top ten jelly beans. <laughs> also gross. I almost called it juicy pea, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but that's sometimes <laughs> that's sometimes what we. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> it's sometimes what we call our periods. So. <laughs> So I can't call it juicy Just pee. Just enjoying a juicy pee over yeah. there. Uh, it's funnier because we're both on our periods. Maybe it's TMI. Mm. Maybe we'll cut it out. Maybe we won't. I don't want to. I don't know. I feel like the people should know. Yeah. We How got our destigmatize pee. the period. Yep. We call it a pee. Feel free to join in. Juicy pee. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Mm. Mm. Gonna I'm have leaving. to really figure out all those pop laughs, but we're leaving them in. All right. Um, organic. Where were we? Well, we were, we, we mentioned at the end of last week that we were going to talk about following your dreams. Chasing your dreams. Chasing your dreams. Same thing. Dream chaser. Dream catcher. Dream weaver. Dream believer. Daydreamer. Oh, you yeah. got me there. Yeah. Dream lover. Oh, dream lover. Come yes. rescue me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're going to talk about we're, it. Yeah. We said we would do it, so we're going to do it. <laughs> really um, quick, though. When Carrie and I were at the pool over the weekend, um, there were these two little cuties. Um, we were there at the end of the night before they closed, and there were just these two other guys who were also there. And one of them jumped into the pool, and he was like, I'm like Mariah Carey up in this bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> and his other fr- his friend was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you know, swimming in the pool with the high heels on. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. Um, before we get into dream chasing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Get it in. Out. I mean, get it. Get <laughs> get in there and get it out of the way. <laughs> this pod is going to be a, a weird one. Oh, well, just, we s- just, we, we're really all over the place. We've taken a lot of breaks. Yeah. But we had main, some heavy stuff up front. The main thing is that we're going to get back in there and talk about <sighs> dream chasing, dream catching. Following your dreams. Dream weaver. We're not going to say all of them again. We're going to yes. leave that part in. <laughs> um, but Carly is a really big uh, <clears throat> proponent of chasing dreams. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe the biggest proponent of chasing dreams I've ever met. Oh, my God. Dreams and schemes. That's your nickname. <laughs> and... Um, I am somewhere on the spectrum mm-hmm. of dream chasing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where on the spectrum I am. <laughs> We've talked a lot recently about how Kendra is both of everything. She she is both sides of an argument. She is both a dream chaser and not a dream chaser. We before this podcast actually we were talking about how she's having a real Meredith Brooks moment. Yeah, she's a little bit of everything yeah. all rolled into one. I am. Yeah, I Jesus. 
<laughs> I think this is definitely a part of your Saturn return. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But there's a particular, the, the, the whole reason we kind of wanted to talk about this is because there's mm-hmm. a particular dream that uh, Carly is chasing <laughs> slash doing. Ugh. I don't really even think she does not want to talk about it. No. I've, she is being more stubborn than me about talking about this. We've <laughs> been talking about talking about this for weeks. Yeah, last week I was like, should we talk about how I'm, we're trying to do this thing? And she was like, uh-uh, no. First of all, <laughs> we aren't doing it. You are doing it. And you're not trying. You are doing yeah. it. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready then. I'm not ready then. I can't. Never if mind. I, if that's where we're coming from, I'm not yeah, ready not to ready. be there. I'm not doing that. Um, but uh, but yeah. it's time. All right. It was gone too long. Well, here's the deal, you guys. I, I, I'm a big proponent of chasing your dreams. Um, I happen uh, to be a person who uh, I think there's like a couple different camps of people in terms of like navigating how they fill their life. Some people are like the work you do uh, should you should enjoy it or be fine with it. But it doesn't it's not the thing that fulfills you. It it just is like a part of what enables you to have the life you want. Yes. And then there are other people who are like, uh, you know, live your passion. Um, Your dreams should be your reality. (laughs) Whatever. Euphemisms. (laughs) Throw them in. Um, Basically, the thing you do should be the thing you care about the most. Um, I I tend to believe that our generation is full of people who think that they should be pursuing their passions uh, professionally because... A lot of us, like our parents' generation, um, I think really instilled in us that we can do whatever we want. We can be whoever we want to be. Yeah. Um, and Maybe to a fault. Right. For sure. And I think that has led to a lot of us figuring out how to freaking monetarily support ourselves yeah. off of our creative endeavors. Yeah. Um, or... Which switching work no or switching careers over and over again because it's nothing fulfills you as much as you feel like it should or right. whatever there's a lot that is like a whole topic that i would love to really dig into someday sure. um but the point is i'm definitely a person who's like trying to figure out how to make my life be my my work be also my passion which is uh, which is uh entertaining people. Yeah, that's um, good. I think it It's a good title. It takes the form a lot of acting. Mm-hmm. Um but it is also about telling stories and um giving people space to uh experience something that is different like escape for a minute or giving people space to laugh and uh, maybe learn something or heal or you know it's about uh it's about using art to help impact other people even if that is just for the sake of momentary entertainment mm. uh and i hate that's that a really that's, good way to phrase it oh thanks it feels really a little embarrassing to say like that's an awfully large idea and they think there's i I'm concerned that there's like a presumptuousness in assuming that I can do that for other people. Uh, but you know what? I don't, let's just. I also think you have to be that kind of presumption. Like you have to have that presumption to successfully do it. Right. That's what I want to do. I don't know that I have done that yet or I ever will, but that is my aim. 
Um, I think we're doing it right now. Yeah, I hope so. I think, there's, I think there are people out there who are entertained and yeah, can maybe find comforted and, and comfort and yeah, all right, whatnot. That's and cool. At least this one endeavor that you are in. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, I'm just here to hang. <laughs> um, I'm the person that comes up with all of the ideas about stuff we're gonna do, and then Kendra's the one that figures out how to do it. Yeah, um, which is a really cool team effort. Um, yeah, but sometimes I'm like, Kendra, what are we gonna talk about on the pod? And she's like, I don't know. That's what you do. That's your job. <laughs> Every week I come in, I'm like, cool. What are we doing? <laughs> I set up. That's true. Mike's alive, baby. <laughs> Mike's <are> alive. <laughs> um, okay, so for so I, I really, really uh, expedited backstory. For my whole life, I've known what I want to do. Since like my earliest memories include knowing that I wanted to entertain other people. Um, I have never at any point in my life thought, well, maybe I want to be a teacher or a veterinarian or a forklift driver. Ever. What? I've always known that that um, what I want is to entertain other people. You're never going to be able to fix that lamp. I try every day. It's truly driving me insane. I have a vintage lamp uh, that's also a side table and the shade is permanently crooked and no, Kendra's been over here be trying fixed. to... Okay. I mean, I'm not going to do it right now. All right. I'm going to break it if I do it right now. Okay. I'll do it later. Um, uh, one downside of always knowing what you want to do with your life is that you, there is, um, that's a lot of years to build up expectations for yourself on how to do it. If you go back and listen to the episode where we, where I read that essay that I wrote, I talk a little bit about it in there. Um, but suffice it to say, uh, I've been on this track forever. Now you might yeah. be asking yourselves. Carly, how have you known what you want to do for so long and you haven't done more? Um, and that's quite a story for another day. I don't know. It's a thing that keeps me up at night. Life is hard and things take a really long time. Um, <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. They do. So one thing about me is that I also write. Um, and I have never tried to incorporate writing into my professional goals. Um and I could give you a million reasons why, but ultimately it's because it is like the most vulnerable thing right. to me. Um, I have also never been uh, in in terms of like the the film and uh, like I guess in terms of film, yeah, I've never been a creator. I have always been a participant. Um, a few years ago, not a few years ago, like 10 years ago maybe, a couple of friends from college and I did write like six episodes of a web series. Did you do them or did you just write them? We shot three of them in LA. Um, and that was an incredible learning experience, but like we didn't yeah. pursue it further. Um, so, and I've always thought there if I'm going to be more of a creator, it will happen when someone sort of sets up an opportunity or makes a suggestion or there's an indication that now is the time. Right. Um, and a couple of years ago, um, I had a very long journey with myself about what 
what I'm, what I'm doing right. and what really matters to me. And one thing is that I think I've also mentioned this before. I spent a really long time um, trying to figure out how to make any money at being an actor. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, it's really hard. Yeah, um, it turns out. Turns out. Not a super easy thing like to do. like making money at, be, at being a musician. True. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that process, I really, my focus has been on establishing a monetary career for myself. Mm-hmm. And I have not been also giving much attention to my creative endeavors um, or like considering them to be of equal importance, whatever, right. right? Right. So a couple of years ago, I was like, well, wow. Um, the reason that I'm doing any of this stuff is because I want to entertain people and like have um, s- connections with people through what I'm doing and tell stories that matter. But no one's writing those stories for me. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not being asked to participate in those. And quite frankly, even when I am given creative opportunities to participate in something, there's never um, a guarantee that all of those things will be totally in line with like the kinds of stories that I want to tell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it's really important to me to tell stories in a certain way, right? I have to do it myself. Yeah. That ends up being like the only way this works. Yeah. I feel like it was probably, I don't know, two years ago that you and I started really talking about that as an option for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, which at that, around that time, um, a friend of mine was also having this realization and he now lives in LA, but we, um, made a short film together, um, and, and, I was having coffee with someone that we were asking to be in it, who's this incredibly smart, talented guy. And I was exp- he was like, well, how come you've never tried to make anything before? And I gave him all a million the, answers. Um, yes, yeah, all totally valid. And he uh, just looked at me and was like, oh, it's because you're afraid. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but also these totally yeah. reasonable reasons. And he was like, well, no, it's really just fear. And I was like, mm, well, Ooh, you got me ouch. there. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> yeah. Owie. Turns out I, he was right, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I did not, like, enter adulthood thinking, like, I want to be a filmmaker. <laughs> but, but actually, I think subconsciously you did enter adulthood thinking that. Well, turns out I do have, like, a lot of the ways that I think about telling stories and the ways Are- that they're from they're through that lens yeah yeah i just didn't know you didn't know that yeah until somebody called you out on it the specter of taking that much control over making something happen was so scary that it was easy to not entertain it um so a couple of years ago when i realized i'm gonna have to do it for myself at least to see if it's what Uh, if that is how if I want to be involved in. it is actually the correct direction to go in. Right. Um, and living in a smaller market like Seattle, um, there are considerably less creative opportunities here. But there is space to do things yourself, which... Is cool. Is cool. So if I'm going to live here, I need to yeah. use this space... To explore if I want to things, I'm just gonna fall into your lap. Make my own here. movies, right? Yeah, 
And ultimately, yes, okay, TLDR. I can't wait for permission to do something. I have to give myself permission. And I keep like casually referring to it as like, I'm a bad bitch doing it for myself. Yeah. But that's. That is what you're doing. That is what it is. Yeah. Because you have to. Yep. Because otherwise you won't get the opportunity here at least. Yeah. Or you may get a smaller opportunity, but this is the best way for you to to make it for yourself. And you know what else? Um, A friend of mine was getting married and uh, at her bachelorette party, there is a gal there. Who lives here now but was in LA for a long time and my friend was like oh you both are actors you should talk and we had this great conversation um she did not tell me anything about her experience we were just talking about what it's like to be you know freaking rejected all the time and whatever and then my friend pokes her head in the conversation and was like you know who she is don't you and uh I was like no I'm an idiot yeah. um she had had a really prominent role on a really great show on HBO <clears throat> so Anyway, she reluctantly told me about her successes and because um, she was so humble about it. Not right. like she didn't want to talk about it. But Which is great. Yeah, amazing. She's an incredible person. And I, I had such an interesting conversation with her because one of the things that she said, she's no longer an actor. She was like, I, I was in L.A. for 10 years and I, I got to do some stuff. And it seems so crazy to like have been there and then stepped away. Yeah. Well, part of what she was like, one of the things that I learned is that you, most of us like become actors because we want to be a part of telling certain kinds of stories. I was like, tell me about it, sister. Um, And I was given some great creative opportunities, but I learned that many of the opportunities you're given or that are out there for you are not things that you want to do necessarily like do you want to tell the story of two broke girls right but people are like killing themselves to be a series regular on that show i know and it was a really valuable conversation because interesting yeah because that is so true we we envision i think as i mean it's like being a musician but nobody but you don't ever write your own music and you're like boy i really hope i can play fucking synth rock but you might get stuck in a country band, at which point you're like, well, I'm making money. I'm living a dream. It's just yeah. not in the way that I wanted. So is that, does that work? Been there. You know? So, um, yeah. So as a person um, who's decided to begin this endeavor, um, it's, uh, I'm like, really taking so long to talk about this i think because it's so uncomfortable <laughs> i'm i'm enjoying it it's great. i'm having a good time watching me here. squirm over yeah, here she is actually squirming too, <laughs> i wish you could see truly like physically having a really really hard time um and you haven't even said the thing yet yeah that i told you you had to say so I, I i just can't wait to see how you're gonna wrap it up and get there oy, oy, oy. so um one of the biggest things about deciding to take the agency giving myself permission and being a creator is that I have to risk failure right and in making a film of any length you are uh risking public failure you make a thing that is out there forever even if it's just on YouTube and um and the way that you learn to get better is by 
experiencing that failure, uh, which really sucks. It sucks, but I've it really spent, is the only way. Yeah, I've spent a lot of years trying to figure out how to get around that, and you yeah. know what? You can't. Again, the only thing I can compare it to is music, and it's like sometimes you just have to play a bad show. Yeah, yeah. So, or like... You just have to. If no one ever hears your songs and you can't experience what them experiencing it is like, how will you grow? You won't. You won't. So... But growth is like the scariest... Like growth and change oh, are like the scariest thing, right? Horrible. So how do you navigate growth without dealing with that? And I just don't think that you can, no, right? No, you can't. Is that, is that kind of the like... Yeah. That's the end a, of a the, certain uh, moral here, just, yeah. So... And it's, and it's hard as well when you begin doing something that you are not experienced at doing and you know right, you are not good at it yet. <laughs> like, the, you know that there's going to be a learning curve um, and it just sucks that you have to experience it anyway. Your awareness about it does not help escalate the growth process. Um, and sometimes you have to look like an idiot. Yeah. And so, that part sucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think for me, for sure, there uh, there's such an um, I like believe so deeply that I'm supposed to be doing this with my life that that also means if I try and I fail or it turns out badly, that is a reflection on who I am. You know, mm. like my identity is that's a, like is where they wrapped go, up. In. Like you go to that place, not consciously, but yeah, I but think like, but but that, that's where the you stakes end up. are yeah. high in that way. Yeah. Hmm. So, so like a, a last year, my friend and I made a five minute short um, and we learned a lot. Yeah. And uh, I don't hate it. That which is tight, amazing. Yeah, we watched the final cut of it today. It was incredible. Um, and we were thinking we could do the whole thing in like I don't know two months, and it took us a year. Yeah. Um, huge learning experience. But my but, other friend, uh, who was the DP, the director of photography, the cinematographer, um, he and I had been talking about making something, and uh, I wrote a script. That with the objective of us filming it and submitting it to film festivals in order to hold ourselves accountable for taking a step forward. Yes. Because without the objective of submitting it to a festival, you get the out of saying like, I don't know, I mean, maybe like, maybe I won't share it with anybody. And then you don't treat your, you don't treat yourself like a professional right. in the process of doing it. So we had this goal and... Um, I have been working on it a lot. <laughs> Kendra is uh, helping out. She is producing. I'm not really producing. She is the assistant to the regional producer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting around listening to all of the lingo. You guys, I will say something. When you step into a world that you know nothing about, which for me is film, mm -hmm. there is so much lingo. <laughs> there is so much lingo based in this world and everybody's spitting out terms and I have no idea what's going on and I'm consistently just taking notes to make sure that like I'll, I'm gonna make some flashcards because oh. I gotta be ready yep. I, I can't even think of any of the lingo right now but there's lingo mm, there's lingo so Brad my um, cinematographer partner and I had this script 
and we we know our limitations um and one thing we're not good at is <clears throat> producing so i reached out to a friend of mine jill who's a badass producer yeah and i was like, like there truly is truly a she's, true a true blue professional oh, she's incredible it's and mind-blowing i was to like listen to her talk about work no way that she has an interest or the time in doing this little film for free. And I had a meeting with her and she was so stoked and so down. Yeah. Which I was, I was like, you know what? Turns out you never know. Um, so we've got, we've got like this team of people yeah. and a really incredible collection of actors who yeah. are going to be in it. Um, and I'm the star in it yes <laughs> and i'm directing it and i wrote it and there's nowhere to hide nope like pretty much pretty much this is the most actual and you're basically co-producing it like this is the most actual vulnerable thing you could do it's very brave we i'm crying about it now yeah i didn't think you were gonna cry i didn't either <laughs> it's so scary yeah it's so scary um it took me a really long time to say, we're making a short film. There. 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 Um, I've never done something like this that is totally at my, I am at the helm of. Uh, it's really scary. And a lot of people are like, well, if you're so uncomfortable about it, why are you, why are you doing it? And I'm like, you don't, that, that doesn't make any listen. sense. I'm only smiling. I'm just like looking at you smiling as you're crying and <laughs> feeling nervous and afraid because it's like, you've never said it. No, I always say I'm trying to make a movie or I'm working on making a, yeah. But you're making a short film. Doing it. And you're like really doing it. And uh, we, when you have a group of, for me, one of the most important things going into this was that the group of people working on it, the actors and the crew are people that can can be a tight community. And that for me, I feel safe with because like everything i'm doing is, is hella vulnerable yeah um and so it is more important that we have this group of people um because also the movie is just about relationships yeah so the people really matter um and it's more important to have the right group of people than it is to do it soon so we've wound up taking a long time to to get yep. right pushing back shoot dates and every time i'm like oh thank god yeah um but we've locked in now Two weeks out. And it's, yeah, it's happening next month. And I'm, um, a little bit freaking out. Mm-hmm. Just a little. <laughs> Can't believe I cried. I can. Yeah. But it, but it was a good cry. Yep. I don't know. It looked cathartic to me. It's a, <laughs> uh, it's a, mm. it's a big moment in my life. And I've resisted doing the things that really matter to me for a long time because I didn't want to fail. Um, and I know that I can't resist doing that anymore. Um, but it's not just about the learning curve of doing all of these things for the first time. It is also about like brushing up against a lot of narratives that I have about myself. Mm hmm um and having so many people involved the stakes of letting other people down or wasting other people's time it's a really 
you know. It's tough. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have asked for help. I've sent the script to people asking them for notes. And a really, really talented writer that I sent it to who was gracious enough to read it. Um, her feedback was really valuable. But one of the first things she said was, it's a sweet story. And I was like, that was hard. Kill me, dude. Yeah. yeah. Kill me, dude. <laughs> so, you know what? Let's just scrap it. We'll just not do any of it's it. It's not happening. It's That's not, fine. That's I hated great. the story to begin with, so it was totally stupid. No. Yeah, I like wasn't really thinking of doing it. It was just kind of like I was just I messing around like with the fun. idea. Just doing it for fun. Um, um, that was hard. When that, that happened, hard. that was tough. Yep. And it, it felt evident that my intention in the tone of the story was either not successful or not successfully conveyed to her. But, because sweet was not no the tone I was going for. But I will say that that shook you, and then you worked really hard on the script. And I don't know that you've changed much in terms of from then to now. I mean, there's there's a lot of nuanced things, but um, you like stuck through it. Yeah, because here's the thing: I respect her, and I asked for her feedback, and she gave it to me. Yeah. And I had to have a moment where I was like, you get to take what resonates with you and leave the rest. Yep. Also, I could infer a million things that she meant by that comment. Ultimately, I don't know. No. And so I have to, even if it's going to like hang around me, I have to just keep going anyway. Yep. You know? It's not like she said, whoa, dude, I really wouldn't make this movie. I don't think she ever would have said that. But, you know, it's like the process of asking for people's feedback and then not allowing it to totally color your ability to move forward has been a really crazy growing experience. Yeah. Um, And we have spent a lot of time working on it this summer and talking about it. And so it's felt weird that we haven't shared it on the podcast. Yeah. So that's like a that's a big event in our lives right now. Mostly your life. Yeah, but I, I'm roping you in. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally happy to be roped in. Um, yeah. And I feel grateful that you're allowing me to be roped in. When Carly brought, brought up to the actual producer of the movie that I maybe would like want to stand in and like do some learning figure mm-hmm. out what's good like figure out if maybe being a, a producer is like something that i could do or would be mm-hmm. good at the, the sweet jill wrote carly an email back being like totally also if you just want to go a different direction and have oh. Kendra produce the film that's yeah. totally okay with me just like be honest and <laughs> when carly told me that i was like oh good lord god yeah. no i, I was am like totally not ready for that you know what i so appreciate that you are giving me that flexibility and understanding you will never get away from me no you are you are roped into this yeah. i need you i yeah. would never freaking replace you also, especially kendra not with kendra has no idea who has what she's no- doing no idea <laughs> great great person kendra but yeah just an incredible no fucking gal. clue nope um, um yeah it's been really great and and everybody's been forming i think bonds yeah, and friendships cool, cool and relationships yeah and i hope that it happens i'm like we almost, we had like a scheduling, uh, potential scheduling snafu. And I started banking on the fact that it would come through because I was like, we need to push the shoot back. Yeah, we There's need more not time, time, more time. And it didn't. We were locked into the, to the day, two weeks out. And I'm like, 
you know what? Maybe I'll break my leg and then we can't shoot it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get mono. No, I think you should shoot, shoot it, it with a broken leg. So I can't wait to like keep sharing more details. Like right now. Yeah. Right now, maybe you guys are listening and you're like, yeah, what get the to the fuck? chase. What's it about? Blah, 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 blah. But you don't get to know those things yet. No. Probably not for a little while. Yeah. But we are, I think, going to be making a GoFundMe. And uh, oh, we are not, I think. We are making a GoFundMe. Mm. Kendra's helping me with my scared. Yeah. Scared talk. talking. Yeah. No, we there are- will be a GoFundMe page and we will absolutely be posting about it on here. Because if we know anything about you guys that you, you love, love <laughs> you love reading and writing emails yeah. and interacting and, uh, yeah. jk but it would be JK. tight <laughs> damn she just called you out hard listeners you suck um but you don't, don't actually suck. you don't suck you don't suck but oh. you do suck at communicating with us but other than that you're pretty great yeah it'd be tight if you could get involved we mostly right now need money to help feed people Mm. Um, after production, I think we'll be doing a round of more serious fundraising to help with um, post-production stuff. Because if you don't know, making a movie, even when it's short, is super expensive. And some people, yeah. we've been super fortunate to have a crew and a cast ha- signed on thus far that are so down to work for free. But not everyone can. Yeah. Um, and so there are some things that we will probably need to pay for on the back end. And... Um, we I'm would like your help. Need help, yeah. <laughs> so, listen, big deal. I'm making a movie. I just told you about it. It sucked to tell you. I didn't want to tell you, but it's a big part of my life. And if it's this is like a lesson that I learned a few years ago, when for the longest time, yes, when people asked what I did, uh, I would say I'm a bartender, um, and also I act. Sometimes. Sometimes I would add that. Most of the time I would just say I was a bartender. And people who knew me for years would eventually discover that I was an actor and they'd be like, what? I had no idea. Yeah. And a few years ago, I was like, whether I like it or not, I have to say that this is what I do. I'm an actor. I'm an actor. Because I am delegitimizing what I do to myself. Yes. And if nobody knows, then I can't get support if I need it or like no one can like talk to me about what's going on you know but so I started saying I'm an actor and then um it really did help me feel like I was a professional I mean this is the majority of how I make my money it's what might fill my time with it's what I do unfortunately there's a lot of other actors who sort of sully the way that that sounds um but you know so yeah so similarly to that I have to just say that I'm doing it because I'm doing it and and that is a doing a good right there. Whoa. Yep. That's a doing a good. That is it right there. Being vulnerable and, and chasing your dreams all at the same time. Mm. If you... If it matters to you to do it, then you have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's what you always say. Yep. And I can't not. So here we are. Making a movie. Um, making a movie. And I'm going to tell you what. One other thing. We can get into this later, too. I feel like I'm too old. To be starting to do this now. I'm yeah, like, I don't think that's true. And, and yeah, like, we And can, it's not true. It's not. But I know. It, yeah. But I know that's a feeling that you have, and I just yeah. don't believe it. I've just felt like I'm not I've saying been, I don't believe your feelings. <laughs> that sounds shitty. You don't, yeah, you don't I'm think that's I don't a think truth. That, that's a, that needs to be a story that's true for you. Right. Yeah. That's a part of it, too. So I'm like, what have I been doing for 10 years? Well, I'll tell you what I've been doing, and my time has been very full, but 
Yeah. You know, everything you've done leads you to the place you are. And one time I auditioned for a really big movie when I was in my mm, early mid 20s. Um, and I didn't get it. Obviously. <laughs> Otherwise, you would know who she was by now. You would know. My name in lights. Um, acting. Acting. And I was really hard on myself about it. And my mom said something that I didn't super appreciate <laughs> at the time. Because <laughs> um, I was just looking for some support. And she said, I know that you want this, but I think you will discover that things happen in your life when you are ready for them. You just haven't been ready. And I ready. was like, I am ready. I wasn't ready. We had a similar moment like that, you and me. Mm-hmm. You had auditioned for a fairly big role. Mm-hmm. Did not get it. Mm-hmm. And it really threw you. It mm-hmm. shook you. Do you remember what I'm talking about? The stripper? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh, yep. Yep. I forget what I for, I'm forgetting the name, but anyway, you you're on the same page now. Yep. And that was really hard and I think I said a similar thing. I was like, it's not it's not the time. Yeah. It you'll get you will get a role from her. Mhm. This is yeah. very One of my like hero filmmakers yeah. was making a movie and yeah. I got sort of close, I think, but I didn't get it. And But you but and and it shook you in that yeah. same way probably where it's like you really felt ready. Yep. And you and I and I think maybe you were, but I just don't think at that point it was even the right timing. Yeah. And I think that actually that might be the moment at which mm. you, yeah, had to shift your gears. You're right. I think that that yep not getting that job is actually what changed your mind about realizing you needed to do it for yourself. Holy shit! You're right. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. And I remember sitting on the stoop with you behind bait shop. Mm-hmm. And you were just crying and crying. Because yeah. you, you like had gotten the news right before we had to be at work. Yep. My agent called me and he was like, I am so sorry. And we had to walk around the block. Yep. Yeah. Sobbing. And that is when I think it started to click for you. Mm-hmm. That like, if you want to do this, you have to do it on your own. Yeah. And then you got really vindicated about it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it all on my own. I've got to need everybody. <laughs> you know what? Fine. You know, I had been encouraged by people earlier in my life, in my education, um, in college and such, to to consider taking a more active role in storytelling beyond being an actor. And I did not ever give that any weight. And I think you're right that that moment of rejection that, like, hit it mattered so much to me in a way yeah. that most things, it always sucks not getting a job. Very few things matter that deeply. Um, and so to not get something that you felt really close to that also mattered so deeply, like, did it force me to reevaluate what I'm doing? And I, I gotta tell you, I don't know. I don't know that I'll be good at it, but I do know that, like, because I've spent my whole life feeling like I have to entertain people and connect with people in this way, like, I gotta frickin' try. Brave. So, thanks, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys, uh, it's a really Carly-centric episode. It's making me a little uncomfortable, but... I didn't realize that it was gonna be that way. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of centered to be when we t- we're going to talk about chasing your dreams. And I'm like, what dreams? 
What aspirations? You guys, I'm in my Saturn return still, and it's just... I just don't... I'm, I'm Meredith Brooks. Yeah. I just don't know. You're a little bit of everything all rolled into one. Yeah. But you know what? I will say that in the last four years, you've had some ideas about what you want your next step to be. They've been pretty different. And I think that you're being really considerate to yourself about not jumping into what the next step is when yeah. you don't feel certain. Yeah. And you have an ability to take that time and still lead an enriching life in the yeah. moment, which I think yeah. is is not true for everybody. So I think you can really like lean into that, you know? Yeah. You're in I'm process. chasing my dreams by not chasing my dreams. Mm-hmm. I'm letting my dreams come to me. Also, listen, I'm a little freak. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like you guys, to have the, one of the most motivated dream chasers. Like, like I, I said know. earlier, right here. Yeah, it's bizarre that I have had this idea of yeah. what I want to do, and it's never changed. So, like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's probably hard to be friends with somebody who's like, yeah, got. But listen. You can rest easy in the fact that the likelihood that I'll succeed is slim to none. True. That's so, true. Yeah. So at least we have that going for us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At least you at the end of the day. But I'll never succeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my at God. At least I'll have that over you. Yeah. Which is, if we know one thing about friendship, it's, it's about, about who has the upper hand. The upper hand. That's right. It's a competition. <laughs> at all times. All times. And, um... Oh. And it will Damn. Yeah, continue to be me if that's the case. I know, and I'm struggling. You don't know, but when you do know, you're going to do it, and you will freaking lap me in terms no, of success. I'm not so. sure about that. <laughs> you seem convinced that that's going to happen, though. Mm. This is not the first time you've, no, you've we like, had that it. same sentiment. We talked about it a few episodes ago, and you are like, what if I just become an actor? Oh, yeah, and you were like, like, oh, yeah, I, you'd be yeah, so you, successful. You will, and it'll be fine. And you'll just <laughs> move to L.A. And, yeah. Yeah, mm. and I'll fit right in. We're in different seasons of our lives. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that we uh, have the other person to talk to about it and share in that with. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. And because they're different things, it's really easy to sort of make space for the other person. Sometimes Mm. when someone is... That's super true, actually. Yeah. When someone's like living a parallel experience to you, it's hard not to insert yourself in talking about their experience i think so except for that you always are trying to rope me into whatever you're doing i am and i will never stop i know (laughs) (laughs) so like in a way it's parallel yeah listen i just want to be the duplass brothers i know man it's you and me but we don't share the same last name pod sisters pod sisters doing a good doing yeah produced by oh oh. nobody take that that's ours well it's already ours. We should trademark it. Can we trademark it? I think I think we are getting close to trademarking. It. Great. If I anybody think we're like, um, like a hundred more iTunes reviews away from being Ooh, able to sick. trademark it. Yeah. Is so it about that's... popularity? No. Okay. I just I think we need to set ourselves a milestone. A goal. Listen, if you've made it this far in the podcast, here's what we need you to do. We need you to like and subscribe the podcast. We need you to rate it. We need you to review it. The best way to do that, we've had people recently saying, I've tried and I can't. Got to do it from the iTunes platform. Don't do it from your third-party app. Yeah. If you have an iPhone, it's already on the phone. You just click the button. If you've got a desktop computer, 
it's you you can download you iTunes. Get in the internet. I also think you can probably do it from the website. You but, can do it from the website. Difficult. Yeah. Correct. It's, mm, it's I've heard it's mostly difficult on a third party platform. Right. So anyway. So please try. It please would help do us it a so lot. that we can trademark and then like We'll do a cool thing like buy a bottle of crystal and pop it off a boat. Yeah, and spray it all over. Spray it all over and have a party and, and you can come. Nice. We'll, we'll invite come. you. Yeah, yeah. The crystal popping party. Everyone who's liked and subscribed and reviewed our podcast will be invited to the crystal boat party when we trademark our name. <laughs> so you want to be there? <laughs> I love this party idea. Uh, this is great. Also, we're gonna need a boat. So if any of our listeners Hit have a boat. Um, That'd be really tight if we could borrow it for a day. We promise to return it. You can be there too. Be yeah. on the boat. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll make sure we clean up after ourselves. Yep. And really, our rowdy we're, guests. We're really respectful yeah. party throwers. Yeah. yeah. We also throw great parties. We do. There's one thing I know about us. We throw amazing parties. And we plan them. So so if you need a party planned. We got wow, full we're of services. We're reaching here. I know. We got to reaching. Go. Um, uh, all right. Well, stay tuned for more talk about the movie making. Yeah. We'll continue to fill you in on what this crazy process is like now that you know that it is happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, I might cry about it some more. She's, I can see it in her eyes. She's about to. It's going to happen. <laughs> um, this is it. This is it. The end of the road. Thanks for hanging in there. For today. Hug your animals. Hug your animals. Hug your loved ones. Hug your friends. Yeah. Unless your friends don't want to be hugged. You should be clear on that because sometimes people don't want to be touched. And that's totally okay. Totally cool. Uh, That's Uh, it. Yeah. Keep doing a good, y'all. Keep doing a good. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.